Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to Footy Prime, the podcast. Hosted by Danny Dicchio, Craig Forrest, and James Sharman. It is footy prime. However, somewhere above us right now is Danny Dicchio flying back in what I can only imagine is uh, quite the moody plane from Seattle. Um, we'll get into the match shortly. Uh, Deech will be back with us on Thursday for our first live footy prime. We'll get to more of that later in today's show. Um, but here <laughs> I am sitting with Craig Forrest and producer Dan Wong. Um, I'm an immigrant, by the way. And I'm wearing a puppy. Can you believe it? Ooh. Unbelievable. Uh, yes, I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe it. Exactly. That. Can we get we, into this a little bit first, Ashley? Well, yeah, you know, we yeah. can do what we want, Ashley. It's our freaking podcast, yeah. really. Yeah. Dan Wong, sitting opposite me now, is uh, identifies as Canadian. He's more Canadian. <laughs> He's more Canadian, I think, than anyone I know. But if you saw him, as the name might give away, he looks a little bit Asian. A little bit. Right? A, little a little bit, bit. right? Yep. So, Curly so, hair, uh, but a half Asian. Yeah. yeah. So, so at some point in your, you know... Your DNA originated from Madagascar, didn't it? Some of it, yeah. And then all the way all, everywhere else. All the way across, yeah. yeah. Indonesia, into Asia, and also found out we're indigenous, too. So what, got, what aren't you? It's easy to say, what aren't you, Dan? Well, my parents like to have the sex, uh, and my forefathers <laughs> like to have the sex with anybody. <laughs> um, anybody and anything. There's some uh, there's some Dan Wong looking <laughs> cows. There's some Dan Wong looking sheep. We don't know. There's a the, you know there's a bark a tree that looks like been been had at. Hey, you don't know. Listen, you don't know what these things happen. Some of those trees. Let me yeah. tell you. Yes. Some of those trees. They're yeah. not so bad, are they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do they wear poppies? It's a good question. Actually, yeah. they they should. If not, they should be ashamed of themselves. Should be thankful. But let's touch on this. I mean, we've we've touched racism in football quite a bit on this podcast in mm. the first six episodes, and we saw last week how UEFA um, banned Bulgaria one match behind closed doors, eighty five thousand euro fine. It's a joke, you know. And we can stand on our on our soapboxes here in Canada and saying, "Ah, oh, it's terrible what happens in in Europe. It's awful." But really close to home as well, it happens, and, and we saw that yeah, this weekend, yep. of course, with. Don Cherry's comments. Now, mm-hmm. as two white dudes, it's kind of tough for Craig and I to really appreciate how how, how hurtful his comments <clears throat> could be. But yeah. for somebody like yourself, Dan, despite being Canadian through and through, um, you tell us. Should we be offended? Uh, I think we should have been offended 15, 20 years ago. Um, I guess what bothers me the most is everyone's jumping on cherry now this guy has a tradition because it, it has been it's been a praised tradition and we've been i'm trying to find the cbc i heard it this morning on the drive-in but cbc has you know said we have no 
uh, editorial decision-making on the show and what happens on Hockey Night in Canada. This guy has been saying anti-immigrant things, anti-French-Canadian things, anti... Mm -hmm. I mean, he really loves speaking for the masses of uh, traditional ignorance. Where white, white, white ignorance, traditional ignorance, yeah. absolutely racist yeah. white Canada, racist white Canada, and it's uh, you know it's a dog whistle, and it's only certain people. We, and when I say we, I've always talked about as someone. I never. I'm look. I'm from Ottawa. I'm from Riverside Park. Uh, I was born in Germany. My dad was in the military. But this is the thing, you know. I'm sure my dad, 27 years in the armed forces didn't look like what you expect a Canadian military guy to look like and didn't was never in an active war situation but could have been at any point and worked for National Defense Headquarters. So when you see these guys, I was offended 20 years ago. I have been offended 15 years ago. 10. When, when he was under the CBC umbrella. When, and this is the thing. Under the CBC umbrella and he's sitting around, you know, we're all saying, hey, this guy is absolutely – and. I have friends who said, well, you know, he didn't really say anything crazy. No, he said something like your drunk uncle would, right? Mm-hmm. So it's drunk I, uncle. I don't every... even have a drunk uncle that, that, that would say something like that. <laughs> I do. But, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but if I did, he wouldn't be on TV. On the biggest stage, That's perhaps, right. as we That's have right. on Canadian TV. Yeah. And, and for CBC to th- essentially throw Sportsnet under the bus here. Right? Which they did. Most people in Canada still identified Don Cherry with CBC, whether you like it or not. Right. Right? He was there for so long, and it's still on CBC. Now, right. people who understand the business know that Sportsnet are in control of everything. We understand that. But the average Joe out there watching that doesn't think, oh, that Sportsnet's Don Cherry. They think that's CBC's Don Cherry. Yeah. So don't run from it. <clears throat> I, didn't hear, I didn't hear a lie because, quite honestly, when it comes on, I flip it. So do I, yeah. I flip it. I can't listen to it anymore and then I see that it's on Twitter and it's everywhere and I'm just looking at this and I'm like my jaw hit the floor I'm just like are you kidding me like and you're right should we be surprised by this Uh, no I'm not surprised by it now Sportsnet have got a big decision here now they came out with an apology but that's about it um my neighbor is Jordan Banks he's the head of Rogers Media now he's got a and he's a I see him as a really decent human being uh he's got some big decisions to make here as for Rogers Media and I'm not sure how he can survive it if it happened to us James if we we're on Sportsnet we said anything close to this we would gone. be gone in a heartbeat yeah. and for some reason he's managed to stay on for year in oh it's Don it's Don he just says crazy things I got in crap once for using the word stupid on air Right. I got pulled aside. Yeah. We don't use the word stupid. It's like, you yeah. know. But you can say you people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, and I'm not going to say the producer, but I remember who it happened to. And it was Jay Portwando at Sportsnet. And he used the term T-dot. And we went through a litany. So just so everyone knows, we're all former Sportsnet guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went through a litany of emails saying, this is what is appropriate. This is what's not appropriate to call Toronto. No T dot. No T dot O. No, it is. And I kind of went, what is the deal here? And if, you know, one of the problems with Sportsnet, I don't want to bash Sportsnet. It was a great place to work. It started my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but slow to the change. And, you know, that $5.2 billion hockey deal has kept Don Cherry mm. relevant, whether we want him to be or not. So yeah. to your point, 
should we be, you know, uh, surprised that he went off again uh, two days before Remembrance Day? Uh, you know, my dad, like I said, 27 years, wouldn't, he's talking to guys like me. He's talking about my brother, two years in the military. You know, wasn't his calling, but still two years in the military. Right. Mm-hmm. These, you know, we are that family that everyone go, well, not you guys. And that is that dog whistle. Oh, not them. And then at the end of the day, whose fault is it that people aren't wearing poppies? Are we doing a bad job at teaching and mm-hmm. opening up conversations <laughs> about... Yeah. Well, it's also easy, Dan, to wear the poppy. Oh, right? it's so easy. Right? Yeah. And, and, and we, we, we forget about uh, the military that come back home and the, the homeless issues that they have, the substance abuse issues that they have, and where's the support for that? Yeah. It happens across the south border yeah. even as, you know, just as badly or probably worse. Um, that's maybe more of an issue. What, how do we do more to support those soldiers and people that have been affected by uh, serving the country overseas? Absolutely, especially when you – when you talk about how we're opening up to, um, you know, the mental health issues in Canada mm-hmm. and how that has, you know, become something and where is our tax dollar for support for, you know, the federal government putting in. But, I mean, and then, you know, where does the 15, 20 years that, 25 years that Don Cherry spent on the CBC before this, mm-hmm. you know, how how come you can just wash your hands at this? Mm-hmm. And the CBC was a federal Got, like the run by the government. Yeah. So now, now we, we should say that we record this at 10 a.m. on a, on a Monday morning. That's right. And as often happens when you record at 10 a.m. on a Monday in the football parlance, a manager gets fired at noon. <laughs> and, and we haven't covered it right <laughs> That's now. That's right. A lot can still happen between now and, and this going to air. We'll, we'll do our best here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I suspect, I hope that <clears throat> Sportsnet do the right thing. And, yeah. and that's not the you best. Know, we should, we should also just... talk about Ron McLean in this, too, yeah. because. I don't know Ron really well, but uh, what I know of him, uh, you know, I think he's a, he's a decent f- human being for sure. And uh, he apologized, which is the best thing he can do. Um, and he did say something in his apology that kind of stuck with me. Being a broadcaster and being in those split-second decisions is that he didn't catch it. Yeah. Um, that could be true, it's too. It's more than possible. It's more than possible. You know, you've got an IFB. You're listening to your producer. Don's gone off on a rant. You haven't picked up on everything he said. You don't want to get it wrong. You don't want to say anything either. And you end up, and the, the time goes by. And next thing you know, it was very quick off air. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he's as, as inclusive, I believe, as anybody on air. And it's pretty clear that if you watch Coach's Corner over the years, that what they might plan for rarely actually goes to air because Don goes off on his tangents. He goes rogue. You know, you can imagine those those right. pre show meetings, right? We're doing this, 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 because often you see Don uh, Ron trying to, to rescue the direction or the narrative because Don's gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It could well be that Don was going somewhere else and Ron was thinking, Christ, I, I must get this back on the rails. He's yeah, been he's trying to producers in his it, yeah. ear talking to him, blah, 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 and he does miss it. I don't know. Uh, in the past, Don said yeah. stuff and Ron hasn't responded on air, but it's very difficult. If you're a host and haven't been in that shoes when you're your, your analyst beside you, and Craig's right beside me here, yeah. says something wrong. Not that you ever said anything wrong. But, but, <laughs> but say, say, well, say, I say a lot of things but, wrong. But, but just factually wrong, you know, or, or politically wrong right. or, or culturally xenoph- wrong. Yeah. Do you call them out on air or do you let it go and hope it just disappears? It, it's a choice to be made in a split second. It's not easy. So let's not make no. Ron McLean the, the, yeah. the, uh, the enemy here. Because he certainly because wouldn't I, say it. 
like that. No, he wouldn't. No, exactly. But I, I would think that Ron McLean right now, and I have no idea. Look, I'm just the way I would approach it is he's feeling guilt by yeah. association, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's, I don't think he could have caught it. I well, he could have. Well, I. But to your point, what you just went through. I know what it's, you know, like, I know what it's like in a control room. I know what it's like when it's live. Um, there's sometimes, especially live, you know, live to tape is different. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of live to tape. Let's and do I, it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, ha- I haven't done a lot of live live because just my career was, hey, live to tape, studio, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then doing, you know, do some, doing some other work. Was, so. th- there was a, s- a delay on Don Cherry's segment, right? Coach's Corner, a six-second delay. For a while, they're on CBC. Remember to catch I these do, things out. I remember, do. I don't know if that's still on there. Right. And if it was, obviously Somebody someone didn't catch it. Or yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, hey, this is hard. If it's a six-second, ten-second delay, that's not easy. What are they going to do? Just go to black? I know. Well, precisely, right? Uh, Maybe you pre-record it. It's rare that he actually breaks down what you just saw well, in the first the period. I mean, you watching Hockey Night in Canada because you want to be entertained, entertained. You want to watch hockey. You 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 want to hear, hear him dissect the game, talk about sports. Not talk about politics. He gets away with that somewhat, you know, yeah. and, and in some ways, like he's been really pro Canadian and pump, pump, yeah. pump, and you know, in some ways, very, very strongly. He's a proud Canadian. You can't he's, deny that, right? Yeah. Um, however, uh, not not a, not a pro modern <laughs> Canada, modern Canada, or Canada. Actually, right. let's well, be I honest. Hope you know, so. I mean, right. the Canada that he perceives is not actually Canada, clearly, because yeah, the Canada that's... I know is full of immigrants, and that's what makes Canada Canada. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we also live in a big city, which uh, yeah, big cities are tend to be liberal. They live amongst each other, and we understand each other much better than rural or parts of right. Is he Canada. being hammered in rural Canada right now? No. But maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's, no, us, maybe that's exactly. us judging rural Canada wrong, though, hey? You never know. Well, look, we're it, not putting everybody in the same thing, but, I mean, generally speaking, it would be more supportive in rural Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick tweet here from a good friend of mine, Michael Corrin. We'll have him on the show at some point. Uh, Reverend? Reverend Michael Corrin, I should say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He, he kind of broke down just a. I guess educate um, Coach's Corner DC on Twitter, just saying by 1945 the Indian Army was the highest volu- sorry largest volunteer force in history, numbering over 2.5 million men. Chinese soldiers were fighting the Japanese for more than two years before 1939. African troops fought for the Allies on three continents. So, right, pretty good way to end the conversation right now, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is not Don Cherry bashing; it's just. Uh, a certain well, we have to. We just can't. Bashing. We can't sit here on the podcast and and, and many ignore times it. ignore it and talk about the racism that happens in Europe and eastern parts of Europe and 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 say it doesn't happen here. And when it does, we can't be quiet about it. We have to. It's easy to be quiet about it, but we have to say that it's unacceptable, and and it is. Yeah, and it's uh, clearly very much a work in progress on these shores as mm-hmm. it is on other shores. Well, right? I don't have to deal with it. Do well, you, if I did Dan, have to you deal with it, it'd be very quick. And have you dealt with it? Much Look, I've been carted. So walking down the street. Uh, do I deal with it? I think anybody who doesn't look white deals with it and who looks a little different deals with it. Um, you know, I have buddies who drive in wild black, right? Like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking wild beige. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's what happens. And we were, I was pulled over walking to a producer's uh, conference and two cops pulled up and said, can we look in your bag? Okay, where are you, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they asked me for my ID for no reason. And I said no. And they started escalating. Another cop car came around. 
Um, and this is a fact of life. Do mm-hmm. I have it as bad as black dudes? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, do I have it as brown dudes? Absolutely not. But you get it. And, you know, uh, going back to sports, sports was always my kind of, I have two older brothers. We all played sports and it balanced our life with, you know, I grew up on a street that they set, wrote on my, my mom's best friend was Pakistani. On Aftab and Asif's house, they wrote, Packy, go home, on their house. We were this down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, this is Canadian values too, mm-hmm. fuckers. Yeah. Like, let's. It's happened, right? It's, it's it happens, happens and, and, but it's not what I glean mm-hmm. from being Canadian. It's just, but let's not push it under the rug. And yeah, right. to Craig's exist. point, and to your point, we we always go off on, you know, the stuff, throwing bananas. They threw fucking bananas at, like, I remember they threw bananas at a London Knights game, you know, like like 10 years ago. Yeah. What, are, what are we talking about here? I remember you know? going to uh, hockey games in England as a kid in, uh, in Gillingham. Uh, they had Medway Bears played there. And I remember as a kid being like 11 years old at this game and there were a couple of black players. Um, probably Canadian because there's so many Canadians playing in that league and the monkey chants and bananas being thrown in the ice now this is like in the mid 80s late 80s and I was stunned by this going holy crap Yeah, who are these people right and that was a long time ago now Um, it exists to this day unfortunately you know we don't see it as much perhaps but it does exist to this day Um, should mention in fairness Dan is actually a very bad person as well (laughs) horrible beneath beneath the veneer horrible it's nothing I, to do with I, I will, Italian ancestry no. or ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. His, his parents maybe, fucked trees, apparently. Maybe, so. yeah. maybe that explains no, well, ancestors. Maybe my that parents. Explains. My parents had sex three times. Okay, that's it. And never, 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 never with a tree. Never with a tree. You saying right now? But me, on the other hand, love <laughs> a good-looking maple. I, I, <laughs> I knew a guy once at a party. He was on. He was on E, and he started humping a CD rack. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, if you catch an edge. Well, you listen, catch, catch it was it was edge. this nice CD rack. Yeah. Um, it was smooth. I, I get it to a certain point, but yeah. uh, not me. <laughs> and we also have, uh, you know, it's Remembrance Day. So it is. Uh, great, <laughs> nice like, segue from fucking CD racks well, to Remembrance Day. Uh, you know what? Because this all starts. It all starts and begins with the the the, the fact that he brought it up, and this is where you know this is where hey, should he be on the air anymore? He brought it up to make a point. And the point is, hey, let's all remember what people have done in our past to give us the, you know, the tradi- what we've got in this country, which is, you know, f- top five countries in the world to live in. For me, the best country to live in. For you who's come from, you know, from England and live here for, you made a career, you've came, you know, brought up here. <laughs> no, well, brought up here, career yeah. in England. Typical decide, white guy came over. No, but you decide to come back. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. we, there's a reason you're here. So... You know, I know in Don Cherry's heart, he's an angry old man. But his point, he did have a point, which is let's remember. Right. And he's really clumsily delivered. <laughs> clumsily delivered. So does he have a point like, hey, we should remember more? Of course. Of course. Mm. It's sometimes it is how you deliver these things. And once again, he's shown that he also has some stereotypes and some biases that are not so pretty to look at when they see the, you know. So I'm all for, you know, the discussion, the communication about this and the conversations we're having. We're lucky we get to have these conversations right now. Who, you know, who the fuck are we to get to talk about this stuff? 
this is what the whole point is, that we have freedom of speech. We get to uh, banter on about uh, an 84-year-old or however he is on how old he is now. But is it time for him to go? I, I, like I said, I thought it was time for him to go 25 years yeah. ago. So. Yeah. I mean, the reason I came back to Canada is because I partially, well, actually, majority of it was because of the people. Like the, the, I love the fact that Toronto is multicultural. I love it. Like people come from, I had a great conversation with an Uber driver yesterday <clears throat> who got here and immigrated from Iran. He'd been here a year. His English was quite good for, right. uh, for a year. Yeah. Um, Second language taught there, I think. It was, he didn't know anything oh, wow. until he came here, he wow. said. So, and his wife's uh, Indian. Yeah. And he said that if he went back to Iran, being mixed race would not be welcomed. The fact is, and also that he was Christian. So he had all sorts of things right. going on that, right. you know, and you think how lucky we are that we don't have to deal with that. And, you know, when he goes back to Iran, how, you know, they basically feel this kid looking to see if there's any raping of the child of his own son it's just it's just terrible things that go on around the world and that and the acceptance of what canada is is why i came back i, right. lo- I love it here so um yeah. on that note you moved to england at a young age mm-hmm. and you, of course you're a white guy you probably didn't stand out apart from being six foot freaking six or whatever the hell you right. are um <laughs> but you were a foreigner right yeah. essentially with an accent and you dealt with mm-hmm. um prejudice Mm-hmm. In those early years, I actually tried, and you know, I was sixteen. So, you know, bang, I ended up in rural England to, to have maybe some different points of view and things that you would a, see, little bit. a little bit, a little bit that you would see, and yeah, right, and that you would see in London. But um, there's large parts of me where never felt that I was really accepted, and I think of that as a white guy that speaks the same language. I tried to get an English accent so I'd fit in better. I I worked on it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> is it a good one? Can you well, give us an example? You can tell yeah. how it's gone. I, I what got, have, give me something. Give, yeah, come on, give some English. Give us, give I, got, us I got nothing. Come on. I got nothing. I mean, just really order, order, some, uh, order some uh, some fish and, and fries. <laughs> or, come on, can I have some something. fish and fries, please, <laughs> mate? Oh, are, are you... Are you one of like? Are you on? Uh, what's? Uh, are you Oliver Twist? That's like Oliver Twist for Christ's sake! Please, sir, can I have some more? Can I have some more? Was that Oliver Twist? Yeah, uh, no. yeah, it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point being, I didn't really. It was hard <laughs> enough being a white guy and, and a, spoke the same language as I can. You know, I saw how more difficult it was for for the likes of Daly and Atkinson, who's been in the news recently over yeah. in England. He was killed by the police, and I see that the this is going on another subject almost, but uh, killed by the police in England by by tasering, and he's been charged apparently the police officer with murder. Uh, that was wow. three years ago that yeah. happened to Daly, so I. I Going back to Dalian, as a youth player, I was in the youth team with him as 16-year-olds. I saw what it, what, is, what it was like there for a black player at training and, and how, what they had to deal with. We had Trevor Sinclair on. He talked about it. Like it, it, was, it was very open. He mm-hmm. said, and parts of Trevor Sinclair now are saying that it's actually almost like it's underground a little bit. It's right. sinister. Right? Right. It was more in the open than it is openly well, racist. Actually, but. that's a good point. What's better? And I don't know because mm. I had this discussion with uh, – one of my buddies who used to work at Sportsnet with us, Ian, and he goes, I like it when it's all out. Well, he's gay and black. So right. literally he, he said, I like when I know exactly that these people are this way. Right. And it's tough because yeah. then you, it's, you can't even have that discussion with them because the lines are drawn. And, you know, when it's covered, at least you can go about it. And, they, and I don't want to make people 
convert people to not being racist. That's not my my point in life. Mm. But if you go out and you're a nice person, maybe there's some, you know, move forward in understanding. Yeah. And didn't, didn't Nav, the super fan, I heard that there was a, yeah. oh, some, some racist too. stuff yeah. about from, from in Milwaukee yeah. from, from somebody there. And he ended up going down there and taking him and his family out. Right. Or at least him out and then yeah. bought tickets to the game for his family. Yeah. And it, now they're it's best amazing. Friends. But then... I, I read like, that, and as a white guy, I'm thinking, man, Nav, what are you doing? That scumbag, why? But what right do I have to say? Nav knows a lot more about the issue than I do, and maybe by doing that, you're making a lot more progress than then yeah. ignoring it or just going nose-to-nose nose with yeah. some guy. That's the, that's the problem with it is that it, when it comes to rural anywhere is that because you haven't come across people from different cultures, you, you're almost scared of them. Like there's a fear. Yeah. Well, scientifically, it's proven that we want to line up with people mm-hmm. who look like us. It's just – it's a scientifically yeah. proven fact. Sure. I, I like saying that. I don't know if it's true. Lots of mirrors and I mean, I know that's how people uh, identify who's safe and who's not. It goes back to like full caveman days, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we're programmed. So the only way to break that programming is to have a conversation to show that, you know, hey, you know, the whole shaking hands so you don't have a knife – that's how it starts. And if you've already drawn the lines, and this was my argument. Was that, how, was that shaking hand? Where did that come that's from? That's supposedly where that comes from. That's is, scientific really. as well, right? No, I love <laughs> You can check me at scopes.com. You can check all my facts at <laughs> scopes.com. Uh, a podcast called Dan's Facts. Yeah, right. Dan's Facts. I think they're all uh, wrong. I'm the best-looking <laughs> man in Canada. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, it's... If you if you the lines are already drawn, how do you create a conversation then? Then it's just yelling, and this is where mm. one of the things we're lucky with is you know our I know it's getting into government, but hey, we have three or four different parties, so you can actually and if you vote for the one you now I'm not talking about hey how we should go about voting or anything like that, but at least it allows to all the opinions get hurt a little bit sure whereas instead of two polar like in the states where Mm -hmm. it's just i mean you have to take a side there Mm -hmm. because there's one or the other and now and now now you found and this is now you found that both ends of those there's people in in, who are center left and center right who probably have more in common with each other Mm -hmm. than people on the far left who are always thinking things need to be maximum volume to far right where it's this is the way it was and this is the way you can't create progress without um, going through some social bruising. With that social you can't do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's It scares the crap out of people. And I wish we could. Yeah. I wish it could be a 180 tomorrow. But it's not. It's going to be three degrees. It's going to be two degrees. And you have to learn that that's how right, things yeah. move forward. Yeah. yeah. So. And we've taken big steps in this country. Oh, absolutely. Now we're going to, uh, I can't remember the Jewish golf course in Toronto. And on the wall, they have a picture, uh, no dogs or Jews allowed. And I asked the question, where, that, where was that? And that was at a previous golf course going back decades. But that was Toronto. Right. That and they, they took down the sign and put it at their golf course? No. They just took a picture of it and had it on the wall uh, to remind people. To remind people, right. Yeah. And then here's the thing. There's Jewish golf courses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they weren't allowed in anybody right, else's. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, people go, oh, well, why would they have a Jewish golf course? Right. Because they weren't allowed to join anywhere else. I didn't know that. There's all... Catholic, Christian, right? right? Yeah. yeah. You don't go too far back to see this stuff, right? It's not no. that many years ago. My, my parents lived no. in Canada in the 60s, and my dad would say, you know, you go to the pub, the bar, 
be like the men's side, so you've the been women's fake, side. Wait, you've been faking this accent yeah, exactly, this entire yeah. time. Yeah, they move back. They, they move back, and yeah. then they, See, they, I think they, they regret oh, it straight away. You'd actually, much better be sounding like that's a, right. Put your poppy on. I'll be doing hockey. Put your poppy in your baseball I'll be hat beside on. Don Cherry. I'd call him out. Yeah. Have an English accent doing hockey? I don't think so. No, I see that alone. See, I have a hard again, enough. To, I have a hard enough job getting a job in Canada, I, and I play the freaking game. I, no see, the English accent would have helped me over there. It you know, I, I, I joke about this, right? Because I mean, I, I do love hockey, right? But I would never be considered for a hockey media job because of my accent. Right. Right. I'm Canadian. Yeah, been here thirty years, but oh no, you don't sound Canadian enough. Well, those cats, I could probably make a big fuss of that, but I'm not that arrogant to do that because right. it's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah. yeah, but if you think about it. Well, you're not Canadian enough. Well, I'm fucking Canadian. I've been right. here for 30 years. Right. I pay taxes. I vote. The cats on... <laughs> well, the cats on... Okay, so CBC uh, and TSN and CTV, they have, uh, they have English... Are they all English, those guys? What, like, what is their background as far as... Uh, well, uh, soccer broadcasters? Yeah. Uh, well, Christian Jack... KJ and, and Luke uh, yeah. are English. Um, Stevie Caldwell is Scottish, obviously. Yeah. Um, they had Jason DeVos for a long time. Very, I remember very Jason Canadian, DeVos, yeah. obviously. Um, but they're, they're actually, they're, listen, they're all Canadian. Right. Yeah. Right? Cage right. has been here since, I think, 2000. Luke came over in, I'm going to say, 2008, mm. right, around now, there. You could ask the question, would they have a job in soccer if well, they didn't w- have an accent? That was my point. It's widely right. accepted mm-hmm. that whoever is calling soccer, it's best if yeah. – and I, look, I fall into this trap, too – if I go, remember the NBC was covering uh, MLS or on Saturday, or sorry, EPL on Sunday Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'd mix and match dudes, mm-hmm. and I always liked the English guy because I was used to, you know, you're used to that voice. It's and comfortable, you're used to that right? Yeah, accent. It, it is changing. I mean, one soccer have Canadian mm-hmm. guys, Gareth Wheeler, for example. You know, yeah. call, call, calls the main games there. Um, it is changing yeah. slowly, but Andy I get it. Yeah, Andy, of course. So uh, you know, hosts. Yeah. Andy hosts everything. She could host. She did Bob's some play by play, too. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. 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 So it, it is changing, but I get you're saying you're, you're comfortable with the English accent calling football games, but there's yeah. no reason why a Canadian sounding guy cannot call that's a football right. game mm-hmm. just as well. That's right. Or an English guy doing a hockey game. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Let me expand my yeah. employment horizons. I am open for business. Yeah, I'm right. a free agent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they have hockey night in Punjab. Punjabi, well, I was right? gonna, yeah. Did you see oh, that, that tweet, by the way? I've, their, their, their tweet on Saturday no, night. No, tell me. Tell uh, me. Late at night, they, they just sent out a tweet. All it was was all, I think, five of them standing behind the desk wearing their poppies saying, another great night for Punjabi Hockey Night in Canada, proud to be Canadian or something, and a right. Canadian. And it, that's all they said. That's all they had to say. Yeah. It was a very powerful tweet, I thought. And without yeah. throwing any colleague under the bus, so to speak, they threw their colleague under the bus, and right. it had to happen, I think. It was well, well done. And I'll go one one more question, and we'll throw this out. One of our friends and buddies is Dave Amber. Right. Uh, not going to speak for him. Love to know how he feels. Mm-hmm. Sits on, you know, he covers hockey every every mm-hmm. week for Hockey Night in Canada with Rogers, and it'd be interesting to see what he had to say, whether he could share that or not. But, you no. know, do, do you think, you know? do you think no, these personalities are not going to feel compelled and pressured now to make a statement or make uh, – it's a bit unfair. Yeah, it, it may be. They shouldn't it, have to. Just they shouldn't have happened. to, but it's also, like I said, easier not to say something. Uh, however, you know, Dave Amber's in a different position to uh, at this present moment, yeah. and I don't blame him for not. Well, I don't know. He right. might have. He might have. But it'd be interesting, even <clears> just his take on, you know, the approach. With, Wasn't his dad a CBC guy? Yeah. 
His dad white was CBC. CBC guy. A white Jewish CBC right. American. I think he's originally right. American. Yeah. Um, and his mom's Jamaican. Yeah. And uh, but worked for Man- with Mansbridge on the National, and then did the Canadian Media Guild. So That's right. really? full on. You know, I one of their one of the. Uh, Pictures on. I'm not talking too much about Dave and our uh, friendship, but uh, who is Arnold Amber and why is the Liberal government afraid of him? That was literally on either the Globe or you know the National Post or one of these things from the 80s. Yeah. Really? And I just kind of went, oh, that's that's like if that's what you're doing politically and journalistically wise, you've got you know you're scaring the you're you're holding pe- people's feet to the fire. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, he did that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so I mean, at his funeral, I mean. You know, All right. Rest his soul. He, yeah. uh, I, I was amazed by first the the attendance and the respect that that man right. had. I never knew him, but I was like, wow, this this is the best you could possibly ask for for a guy who could live his life and have the respect of people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll so, get Dave on the show at some point. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he said I can come on to it if uh, the lawyers let me. So, <laughs> maybe so, now maybe now he can't, actually. You know, we're going to have to tweet him, and he's going to go, what the fuck were yeah. you talking about before? David Amber podcast or what? Jesus. Yeah, that's right. But that's why I think, I think Rogers need to nip this in the bud very quickly. Yeah. Uh, deal with what, it. What because, exactly is that? Well, well, I think, I think, well again, I don't want to have a Don Cherry bashing hour here, right? But, sorry, he's not relevant anymore. And what he says is inappropriate mm-hmm. and is against all Canadian values on so many occasions. Not once. This is a one-off. Yeah. It's a few times now. So, it's to me, it's pretty simple what the choice mm-hmm. is. And they've got to make it. And the longer they wait, Maybe you would have the longer, a little harder. softer feeling if he, if he came out and actually yeah, that would apologize. Abs- absolutely. Start I, with that. Oh, just, you know, Straight I don't away. care if they fire him. I don't care yeah. if he's on air tomorrow. Yeah. Admit maybe that you went too far and your point was jumbled. And but if you don't, uh, my father said, "Don't apologize if you if you if you don't feel like you should apologize." Does he sound like they apologize in type to you? No, no, God, no. Right. And why would he? Be? Why would he want to be on TV at this point? He's eighty-four, man. Just enjoy yourself. Oh, you he know, loves it. the pension. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't think he's worrying he, about that so much. He's one of the highest-paid broadcasters in Canada. He, well, since you lost your job. Right, you got it. You got a raise. He was uh, second <laughs> highest to Craig Forrest. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. yeah, our soccer types did very well. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes, it would be a good gig doing three minutes a night, though. Wouldn't a week. It? We didn't do much more than that. <laughs> right. Some good weeks. Point. Yeah, your schedule is. I well, remember, one point. I, hey, when are you coming in? Oh, I think I have to wander in there Thursday from three until Thursday, five. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, but there was a time we were doing Champions League. Yeah, Tuesday. we were at oh, one yeah. point. Yeah, you got Europa. crazy. You guys had every broadcast. And then I arrived, and then they lost them all. we lost everything. (laughs) Yes, my fault. One by one, we just lost them. But you guys were, what were you doing? And I always got confused with this because I never got the station. The Fox feed and the Fox play. Were you on it? Were you on Uh, it? I was on on Fox, yeah. We had a show. When I first came to Sports Night, I came because of uh, the Fox Soccer Report, which doubled as Soccer Central. Right. That's how I brought over when Sports Night bought the score. Right. And then that was canceled. (laughs) Another one I killed Um, because Fox lost the rights to the Prem. Um, and then I came over and for a year or so, I kind of was Jerry's backup. I did Europa League games, hits, news stuff, but generally I was Jerry Dobson's, uh, uh, backup goalkeeper. And then Jerry retired very 
thoughtfully in my my yeah. case. Thanks, good pal. timing, Jerry. Yeah, great. Yeah. He, well he, done, Jerry Dawson. Exactly. Great we timing. all love no you, buddy. Well done. Now yeah. go to Florida. Well, even, when you, <laughs> even when you retired, it was yeah. like Scott Moore in yeah. charge at the time. He was like, nobody retires. You eventually get fired. fired. Yeah, exactly. He didn't even know it was in the box. There was a, like a, a retirement box that apparently they had, and he wasn't sure what was in it. Let's get Jerry lot. on the show. At some point. Jerry's got some good stories. He got his choice too of like he did golf. Yeah, he did the skiing. Right. I think a little yeah. bit. Yeah, skiing. he did yeah. with Stemmel. Brian yeah, Stemmel. with Stems. Uh, he did, and then he did footy and soccer. Yeah, yeah. Like he he, he was had a good his, host. He was, he was a, a great host. host. Yeah, pro broadcaster. Yeah. Right, knew yeah. what to ask. You know, just as a, as a as a host, you're just uh, directing traffic essentially. That's right. And he was great at it. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot from Jerry, actually. I mean, when, when I first got there, I was asking, so so the prompter, teleprompter, like where? He goes, Charms, don't use a prompter. You don't use it. You'll be a slave to it. And I did away with the prompter, and my God, it made my life so much easier, yeah. especially live TV and that kind of show. Yeah. A new show is a little bit different. You yeah. need a prompter because well, as a producer, you know, yeah. you need to know what's being said. But yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're throwing to a feature right. or an item. You, but even you, that, you, I mean, Jerry would just wing it. And he yeah, said, "Yeah, yeah. do if you become a slave to it." I never did actually because no. Jerry. I asked him once, so, "Do you do you write?" He goes, well, did no. you did you use one at the score? No, again, thrown to pieces. I would occasionally, yeah. But generally speaking, the footy show was a very organic show as well. It wasn't structured. It's like just let's have some fun. It's a bit like this actually. Right, it's how TV should be done, in my opinion. Right. Um, then I went to. Fox and Sportsnet, and that was a news show, like big time news show, and you had to use it because the producers need to know exact timing wise what you're saying, right. where we're going, you know, and that was handy. Yeah. Um, I can read a mean prompter, I have to say. Yeah, I, I don't think I <laughs> But can. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. What, did you ever use a prompter? Only when I was doing uh, uh, PSAs for SOS Children's right. Religious, and I was brutal at it. It's not natural. It's not easy. No. Because you can move your head back and yeah. forth. You're reading the lines or you're, you know, it just, it doesn't flow off the tongue as nicely. And it takes a big, lot, a lot of skill. But I know some people and there's, there's people in the sports business, so they will have everything on teleprompter. Right. Hi, I am. Right. My name is. Welcome but I think to- the other thing is too, and this isn't to, to bash you or anything, but did you write your own intros and did you write your own stuff? Well, and that's the no, difference. Well, you did, right, Sharon? Like, yeah. Nobody yeah. Wrote, wrote it for me. I hate people but writing But someone for me. wrote it. No. The prompter stuff, I mean. Oh. Uh, yes. So, the, the like, PSA even stuff. for SOS, when you're doing that, yeah, SOS Villages, SOS. some marketing guy like me or producer like me is writing up something that he would say yes. and hoping it matches your voice. Yes. Like, and exactly. the way you, you, you deliver. Yeah. That never, like, I always, whenever I'm working with talent, it's like, look, I wrote this. Will you go through it if you have the time? Please. Yeah, have the that, time. That, exactly. That's I how it works. Yeah, I can't. Put, put I can't your spin, tell you. your own no spin on it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think a lot of news shows, be it sports or otherwise, they all sound the same because you have got the producer writing it. Just kind of this is getting the information across. Yeah, there isn't much of a spin on it. And I used to hate getting a producer's script. With all due respect, never worked no. with you, fairness, but I hate it because yeah. often there wasn't time to to write your own. But if I had time, I'd yeah. just completely rewrite it because I've got my certain mm. niche way of doing things. Right. And having a good Nietzsche. producer, uh, having, a good, <laughs> having, having a good producer is really important. Like it, you know, when you work with good ones, you really understand it. And we have some great. We have great producers. Great yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan Fernandez, superb. Aaron Lamb, Mike D'Angelo's occasionally. You know, yeah. just we had Michael Schwartz, Schwartzy. Schwartzy. Uh, you know, Schwartzy. Yeah. He'd, he'd be Schwartzy. good in the show actually. Yeah, if you get be. some some TV. Yeah. Uh, would be. Yeah, great producers, great. very fortunate. Of course, if they were bad though, we wouldn't have stuck around with them. We would have made a, a point to say this guy isn't working. Yeah, probably. Right? I mean. 
Dan Fernandez, his knowledge of the game was so great. So if you're in trouble or he would listen to what you were saying and then if you needed some help and you needed another topic, he would... Yeah, but he'd always find a way to get... Benfica in there somehow. Well, there's that. Or, 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 or Ronaldo or, or Ronaldo, Portugal. Anything yeah. Portuguese. He was, if you are, well, you, that's true. With Dan Fernandez. Was, was wasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can name any player in the world and within I, six he's steps exactly can find like a Benfica Don connection. Cherry. He's exactly like Don <laughs> Cherry. Dan when, Fernandez is. When there's, a Premier, when there's a Premier League game, he's watching Benfica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A few times. Where's Dan? Yeah, where's Dan? Oh, he's upstairs watching Benfica. <laughs> what? Let's not throw Dan under the bus here. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. no. Dan, no, is, Dan was, was the best. And now he's doing hockey, actually, I think, isn't he? Still hockey producing, unfortunately. Um, well, isn't that all that's on Rogers? Well, yeah, well, yeah. That. If you're lucky enough to do hockey, you're yeah. still at Rogers. Yeah, in some cases. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> listen, we should probably move on to talk a little bit about, about football and soccer, I guess. But it's a great chat. Stick around, though, Dan. You I'm should do this more often, man. You're I'm pretty sticking. good. Who needs Dickio, man? Let's fire him. Yeah. But as I mentioned, Dickio right now is somewhere above us in the skies, yeah. flying back from Seattle in uh, yeah. what is probably a really hungover plane. Years of popping. Oh. Do, you, do you think you drink more having lost? Or drink more having one if you're in that family and friends plane? Are you drowning your sorrows? Is it an excuse? You would have done that last night. Yeah, last no, night. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sure. Which, you're just hung are you hungover? No, no, but which is it? Are you, do you party harder when you've lost? It's a no, great question. You, when you won. When you won? Yeah, for sure. See, there's a reason why they got goggles on in the dressing room after victory. Or, <laughs> well, baseball after they win the division. I find that really annoying, by the way, the goggles. Like, be a man, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know it stings, but come on. Come on. You don't need goggles. No, it's like, yeah, exactly. I have more of a problem with them celebrating like they do after winning a conference a championship. Conference or right. division. Like, are you kidding right. me? You should do that when you won, maybe. Right. Or give them 20 minutes in the dressing room, and then you just party with your, your, your teammates, right? Well, when you played though, Craig, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, league defeats are different to winning a cup final, but even cup defeats and cup wins, were, were your teams different? Was Ipswich different to West Ham, for example? Was it a bigger celebration at a certain club? Well, never won a trophy with West Ham. But you progressed, though. We progressed, cups. finishing fifth, uh, top ten, but... Um, it's different when you win a cup competition, a one-off, in a tournament. Yeah, like that's, Canada, a, that's you, you know, a, I don't know, is that, like, I think Canadian, like, tournament for the national team would be different than, like, a cup for, mm. unless it's Champions League or something like right. that. I like, mean, we did win the division, so at the end of that, but it's not a one-off, it's kind of, it, it builds up during the season, right. and you're trying to get over the line to, you know, to win the league, and it's, you know, it's it sometimes can take weeks to do that. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to clinch the division in Bristol, failed to do that. So that was that before the playoffs? For... Was it before the no, playoffs? No, the playoffs were still. They, they were still there. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to figure but out. We were that. we were going for first. We were going to finish first or second. We were going to get automatically automatic promoted right. to the Premier League. But um... but that sucks, all right, with the playoffs because you win that league, right? But you don't get that big day at Wembley. That's a really good point. And that actually happened with Ipswich. Where after we won the division, the old second division, which is now which the is championship the f- now. Right. So you got Premier right. League championship. We won that. Um, and yet a few years later, I was gone and I was at West Ham at the time, Ipswich won the playoffs. They got a trophy. <laughs> right. I can't even remember who won that division that year. But in tro- And they, they actually talk about that yeah. because it was actually a one-off game it's- to get to the Premier League. Didn't win the league. It's the richest game in the world, right? Yeah, and it actually holds more weight, you feel, at Ipswich now than winning the title. Yeah, you've accomplished something because you've got yeah. that moment. The, whole, yeah. the world's eyes are watching you because that, that game is worth hundreds of millions of pounds, right? right. Because yeah. you guarantee yourself promotion. Broadcast And rights. if you get relegated, yeah. guarantee yourself yeah. pl- so uh, whoever loses payments. gets zero money. 
Jeez. And you have whoever wins gets a guaranteed, even if he got relegated the next year, of about 100 million pounds. Wow, that's a change in the economy, right? That's a change in business. Your your club is going to turn overnight. So that game is massive. So I get that, but it's a, it's a, different, it's a different thing when he won off uh, tournaments. So do you think the TFC... The team itself, obviously, the room would have been very down. I mean, that was a game yeah. that they they probably could have won. I thought they were the better team uh, for, for most, long certainly stretches. the first half, first half, pretty yeah. much right. They're yeah. better team, and then the, the the goal and the counter just stung them. Yeah, they weren't the worst team. There was the better team, I think, throughout that game, and and they must feel just gutted to oh, have lost yeah. it. They play some really nice football at times. Mm, you know, at times. They, now you could say the Altador situation with him not being fit um, would he have made a difference? Well, you could have said that. In Atlanta, you could have said that. In New York, this team has managed to find ways. They'll be really disappointed for sure. Um, it would be worse if they had been in the final three times in the last four years and lost all three. Mm-hmm. Then you become Buffalo. What uh, point but, do they become Buffalo? They, they never will because they have they the won. championship. They right? won, and now you look at they won. They've been in the final three three times. They've they held themselves more than admirably. They could have won all three as easily. Yeah. You know, one was well, a shootout. Seattle won without getting a shot on goal, for Christ's sake. That's sakes. right, in the penalty <laughs> shootout. Right? Yeah. And really, I think the first shot on net uh, wasn't the goal. That was going wide of the net. It was a deflection, and right. that took the wind out of their sails for sure. I felt bad for them because they, they, they played really well in front of 70,000. Before that, in Atlanta, they played really well in front of 73,000. Amazing, yeah. amazing run. It was an amazing run. Defied all the odds, right? Yeah. Neither team, by the form book or, or by the betting guys should have been there yeah for the most part I, I didn't think it was a great final from a spectacle I saw was, some much better pretty games bad. yeah it was pretty bad Seattle were terrible for long stretches terrible yeah but you're right I mean I think in the end the lack of uh, a, a MLS world class striker made yeah. the difference yeah. for it's TFC they win. had chances it's hard to win game in game out you got, you're talking about three massive yeah. away games yeah. in a row to do that without a, a recognized striker and Pizuela uh, was so deep right playing in that false nine he, there was no reference up top and then Jose came on and he wasn't fit enough but he scored the goal and yeah. it, it did lift the team to a certain point but you look at this off season what will they do Michael Bradley, of course, is a big question mark. Will he return? But it won't be as a DP, which means the DP spot's available. Will MLSE invest in, in a top-class center forward again? I think they will. I think they have to. Because you can't will. rely on Josie because he's so injury-prone. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Um, oh, yeah, the clubs are not afraid of uh, making some moves if they think it's in the best You think Seba could come back? Ooh. Well, I would say this. I think he would love to come back. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you. He's I mean, not happy I, in Saudi I Arabia. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's had a great time over there. No, I think his wife and kid has actually moved back. Um, Speaking to of questionable politics, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Pep Guardiola. He likes to speak out about the Basque separatists and you know Barcelona mm. and all this, and uh, you know standing up for human rights. But he also doesn't look at his owners. You're saying they've got questionable uh, political views and, yeah, and history? Yeah, I yeah. Am. Really? Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and then we give all of our military we biggest buyers in, in, from Canada, or right? In Saudi Arabia. Oh, they, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, uh, hypocrisy. Uh, yeah. Oh, we you love the hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. All through sports. <laughs> My God. Yeah. But well done to Toronto FC. I, honestly, that was a, a really good run, and they'll be disappointed because they. I thought they had it. Well, I'll tell you what. I really thought they were going to win it. We, Craig and I, uh, hosted an event yesterday at the Rec Room. Um, through Homestand Sports what and Footy spot. Talks. And it was jammed, about a 1,000 people. And that's not including, obviously, the supporter clubs, you know, the Brazenhead and these other bars. I forget what they're called now, forgive me. Um, yeah. Plus, I think the 2,000 or so that went to Seattle as well. You know, that legit traveling support. Yeah. Um, 
it was great, great atmosphere, showing how the game, this is Canadian soccer, uh, away from home, and you're, you're just jam-packing bars watching this thing. And yeah. we, we, we both sat there and thought, man, this is pretty cool, yeah. man. We've come a long way. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know what? The Toronto FC all-for-one slogan, too, that's really, really worked well. I mean, going back, I was in the advisory committee for MLSE when be going back before they actually even had a signing yet. But um, that was really what we were pushing for. We said that soccer in this country has been divided by ethnic uh, yeah. division and yeah. uh, whether it's Croatian or Serbian or an English owner or Portuguese or Italian nobody supported it it was just supported by yeah. that group um, we needed to make it all for one and that that's one thing we talk about inclusivity like this is what soccer and football is supposed to be all about certainly from a playing standpoint and uh, being part of a club and being part of a, a community and I think that's what Toronto FC are there is a whole different mixture of cultural backgrounds and that's that's really what they brought in you see that at the basketball games too oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like the Raptors went Absolutely. really well. So I mean, it is a multicultural. Hey, yeah. Look around, it's incredible. Yeah. And not only that, I, uh, Alex McKechnie made a good point. We had him on the show too. Obviously, the uh, Raptors. Uh, Congratulations, Alex. Yeah, he's got promotion. another year with the Raptors. Jeez, yeah, that's right. right. But he's he said, VP now. as yeah. well as, he says, it's not that the, the fans and the, the, the black fans in the States don't want to come, they can't afford it. So right. he goes, it's not only inclusivity, it's, it's um, economics. Right. You know, it's uh, it's equal in economics to give the opportunity for everybody to be able to afford yeah. to go to a game. That's why you see that. Well, you uh, off air, Craig uh, was talking or at the event. You know, we talked about that big deal that Rogers hockey. I grew up playing hockey. My f- skating at six. Yeah, me too. You know, just just charms. You had to go yeah, see a game. You don't want to see me on skates. So. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Uh, became a rich guy sport. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. it became uh, the one thing about... So I, I played football and football at university. Um, equipment was all paid for, for some reason. They accepted that. Right. So didn't have to pay for equipment. Hockey, even if there was hockey in schools, I think only the goalies, they might have goalie equipment because it was so expensive. expensive. Yeah. But we used to have swap meets. You know, we used to go, and that's where we got our equipment from some kid down the street yeah, it. At, at the church and then at the community center, and you just go really? trade yours in and then go get the next right. pair, does, right? Does that still happen? I mean, I have no clue about I'm it. Sure. Someone's making money off of it, like playing yeah, against yeah. sports or, you know, one of these things. But it has mm-hmm. become cost prohibitive to be an effing hockey player. Yeah. Like, what chance have you got to, to you want to put your kid in it? If you're middle class in this country, you're going to struggle putting your kid into hockey. Even at, even if they're not great. Yeah. What do they say? One in three Canadian families can't afford to put kids uh, into I, right, I absolutely sports. believe it. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Let alone hockey. Yeah. I believe that. I mean, just my, my kid's nine and putting her in various sports, it ain't cheap. No. Not, at that level, no. it's not cheap. No. And no. I understand why a lot of people can't afford yeah. that. And, that's and so a lot sad. of the hockey players, are, they're coming from backgrounds that aren't poor. They're above middle class. Mm-hmm. There's some billionaire background or hundreds of millions of background players in the NHL. Zach Hyman. Yeah, The right. biggest overdog story you could possibly imagine. Now, <laughs> overdog, that's overdog right? right? But mm. he, he's done well. I'll give him that. He's worked incredibly hard, and I, and I love that kid. Um, and he's had to fight that battle, too, because right. of the background he comes from. Kerfoot, another guy. Right. Comrie. Remember Comrie? Was Mike Comrie? Like, yeah, it was like family yeah. where they sure. owned the brick or one of those so, guys. So if you're given the opportunity, 
at every possible opportunity, you have a chance. Alex Kerfoot is the Kerfoot family that? from out west, is he? Yeah. Is he owner, really? The owner of the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's his son. Can we get him on the show? Must have some soccer background in him, surely. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> his dad's had a big input in, in soccer in the West Coast. Absolutely massive, yeah. Massive. Yeah. And he would put in more, too, if he thought that uh, it would do some good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would. Interesting. Yeah. Man, this yeah. is a... This podcast is taking a real everywhere. serious it's tone today. Everywhere. We're going everywhere, aren't it? It's, it's good, though. It's interesting. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you mentioned, though, the whole club community aspect, and TFC's done a great job. Seattle have done a fantastic job oh, with yeah. that as well. From day yeah. one, their owner yeah. said, mm. all right, you're gonna be, the fans are going to be part of this club. Yeah. You know what we were talking about yesterday watching the game? In North America, if you're, let's say, the Leafs end up in a playoff run and they end up going down to, or the Raptors, you're playing against mm. uh, you know, Golden State. You go to buy a ticket. You're going to be mixed in with everybody else, and there's no supporter right, section. Right, right. But Toronto's got a couple. They, the, Seattle's set up that system, knowing it's important to have way supporters. Here's a section for Football the away does supporters. It, right? Why doesn't hockey do it? I mean, do you get the, the different well, traveling support? Not a chance, because you got season tickets throughout the arena. Right, they're not going to. Yeah, that section yeah. is reserved yeah. for. And those people coming from the away ground, are they going to pay at a Leaf game? They're going to pay five hundred dollars for. At the same time, doesn't ticket? that that just breed yeah. though contempt between fan bases too? And you got the group there, that mob mentality. If you spread them around like North American sports, it's a much nicer family feel to right. the experience, right? Whereas football, if you're in that mm-hmm. section, there, there's a lot of going back and forth with the guys around you, right? Yeah. You know, so you have that that yeah. tribal. I guess it's the tribalism in football you don't get in in other sports, right? Well, not in and that's another, fine. not in another arena or no. stadium. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and I don't mind that as long as they just show respect for. Mm-hmm. The people, and, the and I think there's more respect in the MLS. The supporter section gets more respect than, for example, England or Italy, when you are just right. hammered. Yes, and you need a police section. What, what yeah. bus yeah. got? What or bus got attacked? Whistle. There was a bus that got Happens attacked last week. Happens all the time. Yeah, well, I remember I was at West Ham's last game at Upton Park, and Man United's bus got attacked. Game was delayed. <laughs> delayed like a long, like an hour. Long time, yeah. And the owner of West Ham, Sullivan, he says they should have left earlier. Yeah, <laughs> they left like an hour and a half to drive like five miles. You got the players recording it. Yeah, in the bus on their and phones they, in the yeah, bus, and you should see this stuff, man. Halted. It was that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, it was uh, it was crazy. I want to get to quickly uh, changing topic again, but TFC oriented. We we touched mm-hmm. on it in the in the show yesterday at the rec room. Um, and by the way, we got another live podcast coming up this Thursday. Um, we'll get more details for you later in today's show. But, Craig, we mentioned how you actually had discussions with Toronto FC in the early days about mm-hmm. making a magnificent comeback as a professional footballer. Well, I don't know about magnificent. <laughs> it may have been. Back in those days, you would have faced a lot of shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that was part of the reason why I didn't do it. So they actually they, they came to you. It was hard enough broadcasting. We did like five <laughs> wins in about sixty-five games or something like that. It was brutal, let alone being in goal. But Mo Johnston approached you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, about uh, coming down and how long was the conversation? How long did he think about this? Oh, for? he talked to me a few times because I went down to train a couple. Of days. I was there, one of them, and, every and day I interviewed you. Remember that? It. I was at the score That's and right, interviewed yeah. you and said, "What the hell is happening here, Craig?" Yeah. I go, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just having a bit of fun out there. Like, hmm, yeah, there's more to it than just that. But that. That was basically it for me, having a bit of fun. I mean, in my late thirties, I mean, you could have done it playing though. football at that stage, yeah. Dan. It's not the future for Dude, me. Dude, I remember <laughs> it, it's, it's just reality. Future. It's just reality. I, I do remember you coming to work one day, and so Craig, for the people out there, Craig and I were we didn't know each other when we met. I knew well, very little. About, no, no, sorry, but I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about him. So I there was just some tall dude sitting in a 
cubicle beside me one day. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun back in the days at Sportsnet. And I, I said, I, you know, I need a break. We started talking. Hey, we went out a couple times. Um, and we ended up just, I, hey, I, I have a week off. I yelled it out to one of my buddies. He goes, no, I got to work. Craig goes, I got a week, I got a week off. We're dark in studio next week. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. dude, let's, do you want to, like, we had hung out. Let's go to Mexico. We ended up going to Mexico in 2003, the Iraq War. That's right. All, like, it was, a, it was a different time. And then romance yeah. was born. So, yes, romance, bromance, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I remember him going, coming back from that, be, messing around with TFC. And I'm going, what's wrong with you? He goes, oh, I was messing around with TFC. I was doing, he could barely walk. <laughs> He barely could <laughs> really, effing walk. Yeah, it has been a number yeah. of years, right? What, have five years since your last game at that point? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Must be five years. Yeah, it was. It was the first year at TFC, right? 07. Yeah. That reminds me. We were down in Mexico, and uh, Dan asked me to put some uh, sunblock on him. We didn't, remember, we didn't know each other very well. <laughs> like, ooh, look, in this picture, this is uh, a very comes disturbing image. He, had a, he did have a towel, I think. So, yeah, I had a towel. <laughs> I had a towel. I Come think. on. I did. He goes, you don't mind putting a little sunblock on my back. So I do. Is it hairy back or Craig, is it nice Craig is video? thinking. No, no, no. Craig hairy. is no. thinking this is my first homosexual experience. <laughs> yeah. Other than Trevor Sinclair. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the bulls. Yeah. Right. But this is can- uncancerable related. So I'm very comfortable. <laughs> very comfortable with There's that. There's no melanomas in your back. No. no. Oh, absolutely. But on mine. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I did a thorough job. I was like, rubbing it right in there. I wasn't going to get any sunburn sitting in the sun for eight hours. And uh, so I said, well, while we're out of you might as well do my back. Well, he didn't do such a great job. Oh, He literally just handprints. put his hand on my back and rubbed them through. So I got so sunburned with Dan's hands, white hands, and everywhere around it, I was absolutely fried. I just, look, I can't. Day, I had to go to the doctor the other day, so I had so many things on my back growing. <laughs> Barnacles of life. Well, I, I look. I just have to say, and, and people, you people out there listening, he's very moly. And if you, if <laughs> is you he moly? Have you ever seen Austin now. Powers? <laughs> you were before <laughs> that trip. My front's perfect. No, he's he's an amazing body. Mole, oh, amazing. Mole, body. Such mole. a wonderful body. You want to touch your hands. He's a professional all athlete. <laughs> is that why you did such a poor job? Very, very. That's exactly you're distracted. why. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Buddy. I don't think we could not have gone into more directions in this podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fellas. Man, I miss Dickio. At least we've yeah, got some yeah. stay on the rails there. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. We haven't even touched Man City Liverpool. You know what? Man There's City. enough podcasts out there will do a great job with Man City Liverpool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot of great podcasts. Right. Give them a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they'll be telling you about all the hand, the handball. Oh, the vault. Else, right? Conspiracies yeah. out yeah. there. Not yeah, wrong, by the way. Yeah, not a well, quote conspiracies, but just... That is driving me crazy. Eight points, though. Far. Between City and Liverpool now. Nine. Sorry, eight between. Nine. nine you yeah, were eight between Leicester sorry. and Liverpool. I have to. Dickio and Charms. So Danny and Charms have been bitching about VAR since it started. We knew it would come up a lot. Trevor Sinclair. What was it? He went he rogue on Twitter yesterday. He, basically, he yeah. ran nuts. And he basically Former said, City. fuck off, which yep. is Literally appropriate. And every day, the you know, nice Craig approaching it. I still believe in it. I well, want I still sh- do believe in it. I still it's believe just, in it's it. Being, you just think it's being approached completely wrong. It's been in, it, the it, application. Yeah, the, an inconsistency. Right. Like, let's be fair. I mean, the ball didn't hit it. Who's its arm? 
Liverpool arm. First it was uh, Alexander Arnold. Arnold, right? Yeah. So he hits his arm, and you can see it in the replay. But, but the, Actually, uh, I heard Mark Clattenburg talk about it, saying it initially hit the City player's arm and then ricocheted onto. Well, so it shouldn't have been a penalty. Well, this is the thing: is I I understand that, and I always give the benefit of the doubt. If there's any deflections in his hands, but they they don't they don't seem to have cared in the past. This is where it's so inconsistent. They're gonna like yeah. they, let's clear this up. To me, to me, it was... And the offsides when they're trying to be goal. so... Like, <laughs> it was a good goal. Great goal. It was a great goal. Well, it's like people, uh, TFC fans, whining about the, the foul in the build-up to Seattle's goal yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a foul, sure, maybe, but there's still yeah. 11 passes stringed together after that. Yeah. So they had to make the goal still. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so here we are again, and down that freaking con- wormhole. It wasn't conclusive. No, you're right. It think, wasn't clear and obvious, and that's the key. If it takes yeah. more than 15 seconds, clearly it's not clear and obvious. Right. Fucking Done. VAR, God damn it. But anyway, Leicester's going to win the championship anyway, so it's all irrelevant, right? Aren't they playing well? Jesus. Like, Brendan Rodgers? They Rogers? are the story. Like, With them and Sheffield United are the story. That's a massive opportunity. Like, Brendan Rodgers moving there, I mean, it'd be a lot easier moving there if they hadn't won the title. Yeah. But they still got that in the back, but... They've all th- bought into what they're doing, and the club is loving what he's done and how they're playing. And He's and building that, something. And he's building something. I love really how well Maguire leaves for 80-odd million pounds. Yeah. Sionchu has been incredible this season, yeah. beside an old stalwart in Johnny Evans who just sits back and does the dirty work. And he, you don't miss Harry Maguire. And they made 87 million now. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I thought that would be a big loss, too. And yeah. And you know, I ask you this so quickly, Good very coaching. quickly. So, <clears throat> so Rogers, we know he's a career-oriented coach. He's got a plan. He wants to coach at the biggest clubs. He had Liverpool for a few years. Did a pretty good job there, actually. Yes. You mentioned how, how everywhere he's gone, he's been successful. I look at Arsenal right now, right? Who, who may or may not be firing Unai Emery today, tomorrow, next month. Do you think that's a huge club, right? Yeah. With respect to Leicester, it's bigger than Leicester. Do you think that obviously would be a good fit for Arsenal? But do you think Rogers thinks, hmm, that might be my next step at Arsenal? And if an Arsenal come calling now, mm. would he consider it? Because long term, you've got to think it's more feasible, more sustainable, given the stadium, the fact that it's the highest price ticket in the world, I believe, yeah. in football. Tell you what, they've been hard on everybody, though, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, as much as they don't think he's, he's, well, it's, he's, it's more than he's just having him. issues, if it's more than just him. Yeah, for sure. It's always more than just the manager. Yeah. Or when they manage to do well. It's right. Not they give them too much praise at, at the same time. Yeah. For yeah. the most part. It, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's a collective fuck Nick group. Nurse. Did a horrible job. Yeah, no, well, just, yeah. <laughs> actually, there you go. Nick Nurse, what a fantastic. You know, yeah. he did. A, he he didn't have to get the credit he really deserved in so many ways too. He's probably getting it more now, but he came from here. He was in England for many years, right. coaching over there. Right. So he sort of paid his dues. Got his, you know, he knows he played, what he's doing. Did the uh, UK, the Great Britain Olympic team, right? He was part of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, part of all that. So he's, you know, he's moved around. He's done really well. And, I thought his biggest thing in that playoff series just to change the basketball. By Jesus Christ, can we go How he dealt with uh, the Greek freak. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. They sorted him out, yeah. and they closed that gap. They yeah. wouldn't let him through there. Yeah. There's this and, stories uh, out there that um, they're going to just plan the whole cap situation and, and contract situation to go for him, the Greek freak, yeah. in a couple of years' time. There's some amazing. good stories. Woo! Toronto is, Toronto is suddenly uh, a lot more attractive to a lot of uh, it's true. players. Yeah. Be it football or basketball, man. Yeah. Again, we just hit the it's NBA. It's been boys. a hard draw times for Raptors. <laughs> we just hit the NBA. Yeah, Jesus. Well, we'll do more NBA and more more footy all the yeah. time. Just we'll keep hitting the two most popular sports on the planet. Yep, exactly. That's By the right. way, you want to mention before we get a social quickly. Uh, this Thursday, our first ever live taping of Footy Prime. You can come and attend at the Riverley 
in Toronto, courtesy uh, Homestand Sports, Footy Talks. Uh, really exciting. Get some pints in. We'll have a good night. Yep. This Thursday, uh, check our social feeds uh, for more information. Speaking of social feeds, Dan, are we up now? It up, up, oh, it's on the computer. Ooh. So it's up. It's in the feed. It is? Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, We've got that. like uh, technology. technology and stuff happening yeah. now for us. What's on the feed? Look, 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 look a little see. graphic. Yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube... Oh, if you look over here... All right, you see our graphic now. If you're oh. watching on YouTube, and eventually we were rolling right. in highlights and that's all sorts right. of stuff, all right? All the great stuff. Oh, best man. Best of, the best stuff. We are going places with this <laughs> podcast. Uh, Twitter, though, follow us on footy underscore prime. Instagram's footy prime, the podcast. Facebook, footy prime, the podcast. YouTube, as just mentioned, if you want to see Dan's gorgeous graphic, <laughs> footy prime, the podcast. And if you want to drop us a line the old conventional way, through the mail. No, not through the mail, through the email. Footyprimepodcast at gmail.com. You can give us your opinions in our whole Don Cherry Coach's <laughs> Corner 30 minutes. <laughs> That's the beauty of this podcast. We go anywhere. We want to thank Eggplant, Pitcher and Sound once again for providing a gorgeous studio for us. Uh, Deech, we miss you a little bit, but I thought Dan did a great job, eh, Craig? I didn't miss Filled him. Filled in? No. Yeah. No, uh, he's Dan, not really. Long, he's swell. Yeah, Danny, he's Danny, swell. the two Dans. Beach yeah. is back this Thursday though, for the uh, the no, live recording. Yeah. You don't want to see me. You want to see the bald headed man. You'll see Dan as well though. I think yeah. you coming. You coming? Yeah, right? yeah. I hope well, so. Who's going to produce it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's been Footy Prime. Cheers for listening.